Thanks for listening to the Secular Hubcast, a podcast made possible through a grant from the American Humanist Association. This show is a project of the Secular Hub, a Denver nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting community, altruism, reason, and education across the diverse secular community of the Front Range region. For more information and to become a member, visit secularhub.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Secular Hubcast. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. With me is Jesse. Hello, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. I'm yeah. feeling pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I got a lot of sun today. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, you're looking a little tan. A Am little I? Extra sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I look red is what I look like. Yeah, like you're very angry I'm a, or you I'm ate a, something very spicy, something like that. I'm a lobster that's ready to come out of the pan, essentially. Okay. We wanted to talk kind of about a serious subject today, the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. And last week I shared a little bit, you know, I, was, I shared a little bit from the First, Fourth, and Eighth Amendments. That was and the Justice Podcast. That was my, uh, Liberty, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse you. I'm sorry. Liberty, Liberty. yes. Um, but that still leaves out many amendments. It leaves out seven from the Bill of Rights. And we wanted to talk about some more, specifically the Second Amendment, which refers to to, it's the one that's most commonly referred to when talking about guns in this country, because that's what we really want to talk about, mm-hmm. guns. And, and just to be clear, we are not experts on guns or the Second Amendment. Yeah, definitely not. I and do we do not have a law degree. And we can't really speak for the secular hub, but I've given, given it some thought, and I know some other... I've talked to other atheists who have also given it some thoughts, and uh, we're going to share a little bit here. We're going to go ahead and start... <laughs> With a a reading from the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not a lot of words, not a lot going on there in the uh, language department, but very, very significant for the trajectory of our nation and politics and the exercise of power in our country. Interesting, too, that uh, it's ambiguously stated here uh taken in its entire and it's in its entirety it's talking about the militia and it's talking about the security of a free state which a state could be an individual state like alabama or kentucky or it could be the state as in the government the nation the nation state right um that's ambiguous the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed are they talking about the people that are in the militia because it seems that way and back in those days, 1780-whatever, militias were any able-bodied man. So it's not like we had like an armed forces in the same sense that we do today, where we have specific people that are not civilians, that are working for the government to protect our rights right. uh, militarily. So it was you and me. We we're able-bodied men, and according to this, we are the militia, and according to this, we have the right to bear arms, and that shall not be infringed. All right. So that makes sense in a se- in, in in that context, but I don't see anything here that says that a, a a civilian has a right to bear arms. It's not unambiguous. Well, it it could be more clear. Like it it could yeah. it could say all people can have all the guns without restriction. Like that would be pretty clear. It does refer to a well regulated militia. Yeah, being necessary to the security of a free state. So if a state can fight. 
So what are you trying to say, Paul? Are you saying that people who aren't in the military shouldn't have guns? It kind of sounds like you're going that way. No, I, I don't think I am saying that, but I am saying that the Second Amendment doesn't specifically give me the right to have a gun as it's read here, as I see it. I don't see my right to have a gun here. Okay. Unless I take out this clause, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, mm -hmm. and don't take it away separate from the, uh, the first two. Okay. If you do that, then I, gotcha. I can see where you think that you have the right to bear arms. Like if you just skip the context, yeah, and just, just read skip only over half. the first two, yeah. Okay. Then, then you're you're like, oh well, that means I have the right to bear arms. But in context with a well-regulated militia being necessary for the secu security of a free state, it puts it into a context. Well-regulated well militia, which I am not a part of. I, I am not a militia. I don't. <laughs> you know, engage in malicious activity. <laughs> okay. Whatever, right. Militia like, yeah. And I do not ensure the security of a free state. That's not part of what I do during the day. So you choose not to be a gun owner. I don't have a gun because I don't feel like I need one to protect myself. Okay. Uh, I will be buying a gun though. Uh, probably on Saturday you're, you'll, for you'll small be... game hunting this season. Um, because the second amount amendments, whether you're in a militia or not, gives you that right. It's interesting that you say that I the guess. Second Amendment gives us the right to have guns. And I well, think the way that's it, our first disagreement. The I, way mean, it's, I don't think it does. The way it's practiced, practiced and interpreted in the United States today, yeah. today it does. Yeah. And that's, the, I think, the reality of it. Yeah, it, seems like, it seems like you have sort of an aspirational viewpoint. Well, you were just saying that there is a current reality. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, the way that I read the Second Amendment, it... it, it and what I get from it, I don't think the Second Amendment reflects current reality very well. Um, you're right. The, the majority of Americans that are in the gun culture believe that the Second Amendment gives them the right to bear arms um, or to own guns or to have multiple guns or to not be restricted in any way to collect any kind of arms. I hear um, people talking about potentially getting a bazooka or they'd buy a tank if they could. I know some gun people, people in the gun culture that speak in, the, in that way. I mean, there are restrictions for sure, but I don't know that the gun culture thinks those restrictions should be there. So we talked earlier and we said that since we, do, we don't know who is or isn't going to kill somebody, we just don't know who that is yet. We haven't figured out how to either scan someone's brain or you know have them fill out a questionnaire where we can say this guy or girl is going to kill somebody. Right. So we have to address gun violence retroactively. Okay. What... Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Do you, th do you think that's a reality, or do you think there's something proactive that we could be doing? I think the reality is, just as you said, you can't predict. Because guns are out there, people who wish to commit murder have access to them. There are hundreds of millions of guns in the United States, and some of those get into the hands of people who want to commit crimes just because there aren't as many restrictions and I don't think there's any way for the governments or the people to take them away from individuals who already possess guns. You know, you need them to protect yourself. Like if bad guys have them, the only way to stop them is a good guy with a gun. Because we all have the right to self-defense. And if bad guys have guns, well, good guys should have guns too. I can see the logic there. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a strong belief, uh, mistrust in governments and belief that the government might try to be oppressive or enslave people at large and so you need the guns to be able to stand up to the government i believe there are many people who believe that 
What do uh, you believe? That it's very complex, and there are many positive aspects to gun ownership in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are horrible, tragic ones, such as shootings, homicides, you know, mass shootings at schools and other public places. Sure. So are they more destructive than they aren't? I mean, I, it seems that way. It's hard to avoid. I mean, you can't avoid reading and learning about news stories if you want to stay distracted all the time. But if you're interested in what goes on in society and paying attention and being part of the conversation, you have to talk about gun violence because it's so prominent. When large numbers of people get killed or injured in a mass shooting, mm-hmm. uh, it's like this is a horrible... Uh, I don't know. It's it's such a complex subject. So I'm... I'm it, in, I can't... I don't know how to give a simple answer. I, I, I am a gun owner... Okay. I, I exercise my Second Amendment right to be a gun owner mm-hmm. and to. Why do you have guns? I always wanted guns. I was trained on how to use guns when I was ten years old. My grandpa used, was in the Marine Corps. That's mm-hmm. where he learned, and he was always a farmer. He taught me how to shoot a twenty-two and a shotgun. And uh, I fired. So it's kind of a tradition in your family. Fired a pistol my first time when I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um, is that, that the main reason why you own is because it's kind of like a hand-me-down thing or maybe you have some of your grandfather's guns or something? No, like I wish. No, they went somewhere else. Oh. So you bought your own guns? That's right. Yeah. Was yeah, it... I bought one from a store and one in a private sale. Okay. And what did you buy them for? Did you buy them because you want to shoot or... Yeah. It's... Like practice it's the, the fun, range? It's fun to participate in the culture. I have gun buddies. We go to the range. Oh, cool. But anyway, okay, so, so you own guns because you like to go shooting. It's a, a recreation for you. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And there's the idea that uh, if there was a zombie apocalypse and, and everything's breaking down, I, th- I mean, I don't believe that there's going to be zombies, but that kind of end-of-the-world scenario, if shit's going to hell yeah, and, and the rules are breaking down, you know, I can stand up for myself at least in a limited way. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand up for tool. Stand up for other people, hopefully. I don't know if that's just a ridiculous fantasy or not, but it was, let's just say, if if the enjoyment factor of owning a firearm is 80% of it, there's a 20% that thinks that, hey, it's a useful tool for what it's designed to do. Yeah. Because guns kill. That's what they do. They kill people. Yeah. They take life. So if it's a necessity to kill, then you're ready. No. <laughs> but at least I have, like, possibly a tool. It seems to me that there there are sort of two extremes in the media right now, right? And I don't hear the extremes from the actual parties. I hear them from the opposite parties. So I hear liberals calling conservatives. Uh, they're, they're saying that they want to arm everyone, right? That the solution is just get as many guns into the population as possible. Um, but I don't really hear that from the right directly. I do hear elements of that that make it sound like they're on their path to do that. But I don't hear somebody saying, we need to arm everybody, Right. But I do hear the left saying that about the right. And then the other side is true as well. I hear the right saying, well, what are we just going to disarm everyone? The left just wants to take all your guns away. I don't hear the left saying that. I do hear things like maybe we'll have a buyback program. I do hear I do hear things that maybe push us in that direction. But I don't hear anything that says specifically we're going to take all the guns away starting this date. Anybody that has a gun is going to be considered, you know, illegal, and we're going to come get you or something like that. So I don't hear those those extremes, but these seem to be the extremes that people are working from. So yes, on one side you've got more guns for everybody, right? Everybody gets a gun. On the other side, you've got a complete disarmament of the of the nation. Now, are you referring to that? Because that's definitely an oversimplification. 
Are you referring to that as something you perceive in the media, out, yeah. in, out in society, the, at large? Yeah, when I hear uh, conservatives talking about liberals, I hear them saying things like they want to take all your guns away. And when the, I hear, the gun grabbers. Yeah, and this comes from pundits, too. It doesn't come just from government. But And then on the liberal side, I hear liberals saying about conservatives... Uh, they just they they want more guns, as many guns as possible. They want to flood. Everybody should have a gun. Teachers need guns. Kids need guns. I mean, they're talking. I hear them say <laughs> stuff like that sometimes. I think they're being inflammatory, but I do hear that. You know? Okay. So that does seem to be at least the talk in the talking points. It seems to be the two sides of the spectrum. All right. And it's it's logical. I mean, in some sense, it is the two sides. Either everybody gets a gun or nobody gets a gun. Right. When when you have a dichotomy set up like that. Yeah. It, you're going to drift to one end or the other of the spectrum, even if they're not they're not realistic, because most people are in the middle somewhere. No, but it is the dichotomy, so it's a good place to start if we want to have like, a, okay, so where do we fall, right? Let the pendulum well, I think, swing. I think you enumerated both points pretty well. Everybody gets guns, or nobody gets guns, right? So now what, right? Where do we go from there, essentially? Okay. Do do we both agree that? If everybody had guns, that would not be the ideal situation. Well, yeah, of course. So no guns and disarming everyone, could that be an optimal solution? Sure, I, I suppose. I think if you could take all the guns away, you would, you would make committing suicide harder and you'd make committing murder harder. Yeah. And so I could see positives there. Okay. Which direction should we go? Should we go towards less guns or more guns? To be honest, I don't know if we should move towards less guns or more guns. If everybody had a gun, it would be a really bad outcome. If nobody had a gun, it would probably be a good outcome. It'd be or, better. Or less bad. Yeah, it'd be less. Okay, yeah, it'd be less bad. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, if everybody had guns, it would be horrible. So now we're in reality, right? I hope so. We've sloughed off the extremes, but we know which direction we want to go. According to the analysis that we just did, right? So you're saying it's preferable to have uh, no guns as opposed to everybody having a gun. So given where we are in reality, and you were saying that it would be preferable, do you think that there is a path in either direction? Or do we need to maybe have more guns for a little while and then less guns? Or do we need to have less guns indefinitely, like moving in that direction? Or is is there a path in your mind that... That makes sense. I would acknowledge licensing some kind of a standard, a basic standard that people will need to reach to be able to get the license, and then some kind of a licensing authority okay. from the government that people would have to acknowledge. So, and, and I think, license. yeah, and I think you, you, there's like the the gun hole loophole where private sales, like I bought, I told you I bought one of my firearms in a, a private sale. It was just we literally met in a grocery store parking lot and I gave him a stack of greasy money and he gave me a greasy firearm. Listen, if you need a license to to operate a car, yeah. to operate a plane or something like that. You need licenses for a variety of activities. Right, and and I mean obviously operating a car is life and death, but like I think that's a I think that's a solid step forward. Yeah. I, I would see some some kind of test to test your cognitive ability, your psychology yeah. at the moment your knowledge of the weapons that you own you know like so your like, basic competency to like load it to not point it at people to yeah i to mean not 
whatever. I'm talking. I'm not talking about gun safety. I do think there should be like a gun safety class, like the do's and don'ts. But I'm saying, what's your cognitive ability? Are you? Can you see? Can you hear? Can you? Can you see color? Can you? You know? Can do your you, handshake really? If bad. I throw a ball at your head, can you catch it, or does it just hit you in the head? You know, like what is your cognitive ability? Are you able to respond to external stimulus, and how so? And okay. we set a standard, saying you have to be able to do at least this to own a gun, and then say, okay, now that we've done that. How are you at handling the weapons you do have? Do you know how they work? Do you know how to take them apart and clean them? Like, I don't know if that needs to be the standard. Maybe you can take it somewhere and have it cleaned. Well, sure. Like, like, how well do you know these weapons? You need to demonstrate that you have the ability to manage them. Okay. I think that that's not, that all sounds reasonable. And then the psychological. I, I think we should have a test that says, are you a psychopath? And we do have those tests, but we're not giving it to people. Okay, so you would, uh, like a, a measurement of someone's psychopathy or stability or whatever? Yeah, like how moral are they? Do they think it's okay to torture a puppy? I want to know that before I sell them a gun, you know, because that could lead to other things. I guess so. I think it's a, I think it's a, something that we should try to protect as people, our ability to own guns. But I do think I should have to prove that I am capable and competent and morally um, you should, unam- it, that I'm morally unambiguous okay. before I'm able to just go take and buy a multitude of firearms and, and get an armory going in my garage, for instance, or sure. in my closet, you know? Sure. Um, and and I, that's an extreme, but, you know, just to get my 20-gauge my for shooting ducks... Um, I should have to pass a test and I should have to do it every year. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's something that's vital for us to have more conversations about. What's the balance between giving people the rights to have a possession and the ability to defend themselves versus people who would lose their life? You know, you have a right to stay alive. So what's the balance there? And is it out of whack in our society? Can we approach a better a better outcome, a better, a better way, a better way of sustaining our society. Real quick. Uh, so do you, do you think it's a right to own a gun? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure that I do. I do agree that we have the right to defend ourselves and we have the right to, uh, hold personal property. Okay. Um, so I mean, I is it a privilege? Is specifically it? a gun is a right. What is, is there it? other ways to defend yourself? It depends on what you're anchoring it on. I think, I, I think rights, I think you have certain rights, whether everybody agrees or not, right? And so, like, if you talk about justice, you'd be just in, let's say, upholding your right to life, even if everybody around you thinks that you don't have a right to life, right? So they think it's fine if they kill you. You don't agree, uh, and you would be justified in defending yourself against them. Okay. Um, And I don't think that's given by the state, for instance. I think it's, it's a right that you can claim as yours. Without okay. agreeing, anybody agreeing. But I don't know where guns... I, all I'm, I'm not saying guns aren't a right. I'm just saying I don't know that I'm convinced that they are. Okay, well, let's talk about... Do you know what I can, mean? Can we juxtapose rights to, bear, to keep and bear arms versus uh, the rights to get an abortion? I, I think there's kind of a clear... You were talking about the extremes on gun ownership. Sure. Abortion's another area where there are extremes. There are people who think women should have right to abortion in all cases and others who think that no abortion should ever happen not even in the case of risking the life of the mother like if if an egg is fertilized and implanted you have to have that baby right 
I remain unconvinced that gun ownership is a right because I haven't heard the, you know, unambiguous argument where the conclusion is that owning a gun is your right. I have uh, heard an unambiguous and I think correct argument for why a woman should be allowed to abort a fetus or baby or whatever um, at any time during pregnancy. So I just haven't heard that, you know, that argument. I haven't heard that logical conclusion. And I wasn't, I, I wonder when people say that they believe it's a right, I wonder what convinced them. Like what, what position convinced you that it is other than from what you said is that it's already a reality. Yeah. It, it's kind of be, always been that way in our, in our society, or at least it appears that way. Right. It, it, it's already a reality and certain interpretations of the second amendment can, you can, you can interpret the second amendment, second amendment in such a way that it, it, the government ensures that right. But as I said before, that's not a justification for why that's your right. Whereas like a right to life has a very clear and distinct justification I gotcha. or a right to abort a, a, a baby or an unborn human being. <laughs> I like to say, I don't like saying so. baby. I like unborn <laughs> human being because that covers the whole stage. It yeah. is always an unborn human being. It's never right. not anything. It's other not than a zygote. Like, you know, I mean, it is zygote, zygote rights, but it's an unborn human being. Um, I know what you're talking in about. In some stage of human development. I gotcha. Um, but anyway, that is a cut and dry argument. I think people, you know, they argue both sides for sure, but there is a right and wrong side and you can draw a, a direct line from um, a, a logical statement that leads to a logical conclusion and it's all valid and, and everything. So I don't know. I wonder about that. I wonder I don't know. I don't... where that right anchors, where it's justified. I just haven't figured it out yet. I can ap appreciate your viewpoint. Like you're kind of parsing the language and saying in a well-regulated militia, the people, the right of the people should not be infringed. The right of the people to keep them by arms. We have these specialized people, police and military, mm -hmm. who can... The well-regulated militia. Right. Right. Uh, National Guard, Coast Guard, whatever. Sure. And everybody else, you know, they're, they're just amateurs and shouldn't be involved. But... Oh, I didn't say they shouldn't be involved. I said I'm not convinced that the Second Amendment says specifically that every citizen should have a gun. Gotcha. Well, it has I, the right to a gun. I, I, just, get, I don't see that in the amendment. Sure. I, I'm For me, I'd, I'd see, like, we talked about licensing. For me, that's the idea of harm reduction. Yeah. Guns are out there. Like, you can't get them back. You're, you can't take them away from people. You could take some. You can do buybacks and shit like that. But for people who want to keep them, you can't do anything about that. So can we... Can we do licensing to try and prevent more from getting into private hands? I guess, or, or the wrong hands, I should say. The que the question I'm uh, let me ask a clarifying question. So, are you saying that it's a right because the government says so? I think it's well understood in society by most people that it's a right, and therefore it's a right. Like by acclaim, people in society say it's a right, and therefore it's a right. Okay, so it's a right because a lot of people say it's a right. Yes. Is that a sound place to put your reasoning? Like, if a lot of people say Scientology is real, is it real? Or if a lot of people say you have the right to rape babies, is that true? Like, 
is that a, a steady ground for a right? When I word it I that way, there's uh, only one answer, isn't it? Yeah, there? <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, what we call a straw man argument. That is it's not based, a straw man based argument. On that a, is using based your on... logic and just adding different words to it. I'm taking out. But, but it's again, you said it's, it was it's... a right. If people say it's a right, yeah, I guess so. If if if. I mean, there's always. I think that's why I'm uncomfortable with it because I'm not sure that that means it's a right. I can draw an argument for why you can defend your life. There's scientific evidence. There's reasons. There's there's a, like a baseline foundation for why murdering somebody, and therefore the defense of that life that doesn't want to be murdered, is is correct. It's just. And why murdering is not just. Right. Why, why that is not an okay thing to do because it takes away somebody's life. There's real harm. Of course. And we can measure that harm in blood and, and you know, all the things that that person couldn't do or, yeah. or You're abandonment an, of all the things that they did. You're an economics expert. How much value would that person have added during their lifetime? All gone. I mean, yeah, right. That's a lot of utility. So the idea, though, that it's right because people say it's right, that's what makes me uncomfortable, I think, if well, I had enough. to, like, pin it down. And I haven't heard any, like, what's... You could take the defense side, right? You could say, well, guns are clear, and I don't, I don't dispute this at all. Guns are clearly the best way to defend yourself. If you want to kill somebody, that's the way to do it. Damn it. That's a pretty good argument for why we need guns. So I guess you could base the right to bear arms on that. I mean, that is, I don't know, I don't see a way around it. So that is like an evidential, testable, falsifiable reason for having a gun. Okay. So originally, uh, we were going to bring in interviews from the Tanner Gun Show, but those interviews never took place. And so I am now going to transition away from a conversation with Jesse and into one with Chris and Melissa Shelton. Uh, we do a, a, another deep dive into the topic. We cover some of the same ground, but we have slightly different angles and different points of view on the topic. I do rehash the conversation in a sense where uh, I sort of set the landscape and say, okay, so what direction do we want to move in? And, and we try to get there. Uh, I do come up with a very similar conclusion, though. So, again, you'll hear me circling in my mind what the answer is. Clearly, it seems that less guns or maybe even no guns could be a happy place for society to find itself. You could call it the Australian model. However, in a place, in a world where we still have uh, predators, it is clearly an advantage to protect yourself using a gun. I guess the the real crux of the conversation and the argument and the thing we have to hash out is in current society, are we at risk to the point where it's justified having weapons, having the most efficient way to protect yourself? Or have we domesticated ourselves to a point now where social violence is so low that the benefits of being able to protect yourself really don't outweigh the costs of guns being ubiquitous in society. I'll leave that with you and move on to the interview with the Sheltons. It was a productive interview. Uh, we had a really good time. 
as with you know Jesse and all the people that we talk to on the podcast, we try to bring in people that really bring a lot to the table, and I think Chris and Melissa do that very well. So let's listen in. Thank you. So have you thought a lot about it, or have you thought a little about it? Or? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I've been so busy today that I've just been like... <laughs> I don't really know where I stand on it. Like, I don't yeah. really know what to think exactly with guns, mm-hmm. you know? Because it does seem like it's private property. Right, right. So there's an issue there. I yeah. should be able to own private property. I should be able right. to own property. should be able to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some people maybe don't need guns. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I don't seem to need a gun. I don't yeah. want any guns. Yeah. I mean, I went to a gun show today. I was going to buy a gun. Oh, wow. But I want to do some small game hunting. Oh, okay. And I thought, I want to also see what the process is to document it for this podcast. Oh. So I could speak to it. And then I also, you know, I don't know, small game. Yeah, Basically. that's the only reason. See, and that I agree with that, like being able to hunt, get your food, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I don't think people need military grade weapons on the the streets of America. <laughs> it doesn't seem like we should. Yeah. And Chris brought up a good point in his podcast that you don't have the right to kill people, and they are meant to kill people. Like exactly. if you look at what the tool is made for, the specific thing guns are for is to kill people. Mm-hmm. It's nice that we use them to kill other stuff because it's, I think, potentially you could argue it's more humane, right? Right, it's, right. It's more accurate. You're more likely to kill in one shot with a gun, like a deer or something mm-hmm. like that, than you are with an arrow or something. Right. But it is to kill people. Yep. It just works at killing everything. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that either. Yeah, because you should have the right to defend yourself if someone's coming at you, but at the same time, we all know that that's not always how it goes down. (laughs) No, not at all. And, okay, so here's a good question, right? All right, so let's say, so do you think it is a right to own a weapon, a firearm? Hmm. So I always kind of interpret it as, like, it's supposed to be with the the well-regulated militia, like, that's what it means, is people that are regulated know how to use the weapons you know yeah so so that okay so like back in the day right the militia was just any able-bodied man right that's how they defined it i mean maybe that wasn't the exact definition but i looked up some stuff about what was a militia in the late 1700s and you know it was a able-bodied man Mm -hmm. um if if people wanted to define themselves as like militia ready, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say they're citizens and you know the neighbors or whatever, and they want to say, well, I want to be a part of the militia. If we still did things like that, wouldn't they have to subdue to the fact that they'd need to then be well regulated, that they would be under the thumb of mm-hmm. probably the U.S. government and at very least state government, like if they used to be militias uh, by yeah, state. Yeah. So they would have to. There'd be, essentially be a government employees Hmm. a well-regulated militia at the time i mean in the historical context of of why the second amendment was worded that way of course you had the logistical problem of of a lack of a central army which was supplying arms yeah yeah so the government was relying on gun owners Mm -hmm. hunters 
You know, well, they didn't the, want to have like a centralized militia back then or an army. Right? A central army. That's yeah. right. It, which they, would be they an official, that officially. conscripted yeah. army paid for. Like that didn't exist. And right. nobody was interested in that because they just fought that off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That was too British. Yeah. And there were thousands of guns that they had used to do that work with. And guns were still evolving. And so they said, okay, well, you know, since a well regulated militia is necessary to our defense. We're going to let everybody have a gun because mm-hmm. otherwise we're the ones who have to supply the guns from from the central federal government. And we don't have the money or the resources for that. Right. But I think like the point I was trying to make was is, uh, they were accountable to the government. The type of gun owner that we have today, and the Supreme Court supports this, but I think this is where the problem is. There is no regulation in your just everyday population about guns. There's all in kinds any, of regulations. Well, you, not in any mean? sense like you would have had if you had, if you were part of a militia where you had to check in once a month mm-hmm. and be trained or be reprimanded. Oh, no, for, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for being a douche or whatever, right? Yeah. Like if you were seen to be, you know, misbehaving or something, mm-hmm. there'd be punishments for you doing something stupid with your weapon. And there are. You and can't just you can't brandish a weapon in public against no, another I'm person. I'm not claiming that something. there aren't, but not to the level like I feel like they'd be training them every month, and it would be just instilled in them almost like a religion, where it's like, look, this is how you act with your weapon, like in Sweden or something. You mean potentially, like yeah. where they take the weapon home? You know, they, where, where they have to serve two years in the military. I don't know oh, if it's yeah. Sweden, but yeah. you know, where they have yeah, to. A lot of countries like that. Where they, yeah. Switzerland? I think I'm thinking of Switzerland. Yeah. Anyway, I think Israel has to serve two. Yes, years. Yes, you have to take. You have to serve your two years. Yeah. Everybody does it. Everybody gets trained, and then you take your gun home. Mm-hmm. I don't think they give you ammo. I think that's how they <laughs> kind of control it. <laughs> like, they charge yeah. you extra. It's for like ammo. They, I think it was the, the the Kevin Hart or Chris Rock. Oh yeah, it was, it was Chris right. Rock. I think yeah. Yeah, like you know, charge five thousand yeah. dollars for a bullet. <laughs> exactly. You can have as many guns as you want. <laughs> yeah, bullets Those gonna cost expensive. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gonna cost you. So that's you know that's one way you could regulate it, of course. And in fact, it is. I mean, that was, that's what prevents me from going to a gun range one day. That's expensive. And shooting off some rounds is mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. way expensive mm-hmm. for the gun rental, and then the and then you got to buy all the bullets, and bullets are expensive. I mean, it's not a joke. It's actually true. That's a way to regulate it to a degree. To to shoot as much as I wanted to when I was considering, uh, you know, getting like a um, a pistol mm-hmm. or um, a sidearm, I thought it's going to be one hundred twenty dollars a month. Wow! Paying mm-hmm. for the range, it could be a lot more if I was really going to get into it. But like a minimum amount of how much you should be handling the weapon, firing the weapon, disassembling the weapon, cleaning the weapon, you know, being on point with it. That's right. You don't want to get you know, sloppy or lazy or mm-hmm. forgetful or whatever. You want to have the process down. 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. That's a lot. That's yeah. why I don't have a gun. That's exactly. one of the reasons I don't have a yeah. gun. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, it is prohibitively expensive for, you know. Do you think that the Second Amendment gives us the right to own a gun? Do you think that Absolutely. we have it's, a right? It specifically says that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon, right? Yeah. Is the wording. So, in other words, Congress doesn't have anything to say about it. That's actually it. But we're not a but part it, of a regulated militia, according to just what it says in the... Well, what it specifically states is a well-regulated yeah. militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. I used to interpret this as saying that because a militia is necessary and because we 
you know, need this for the security of our nation, individuals shall not be prohibited from owning arms. This doesn't even say guns. It says arms. Right, right. Right, so we're talking swords, we're talking knives, we're talking, right. you know, anything that would be a halberd, <laughs> anything that would be considered an arm, mm-hmm. uh, shall not be infringed. So this is, you know, we have to kind of go with this. I mean, unless we're talking thought experiments, well, we kind of have to go a little bit with what the Supreme Court has interpreted because that's their job. No, I get that that's their job. I'm not saying we're going to change the law of the land. I'm just saying we would agree that the Supreme Court has made terrible decisions that were, in fact, wrong. Definitely. I, mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. makes bad decisions, even groups of people. Exactly. So I think, I, job think, to make the right I think I'm trying to be very exact because I'm saying, well, look, yes, the Supreme Court has definitely made decisions that we look back on now and go, that was just fucked up bullshit, right? You know what I almost did? I almost quoted you to you because you said the, something very similar to that in a podcast that I listened to. Like, <laughs> and that was just wrong. And I was yeah. just like, I'm going to pull that motherfucker. Yeah. Is it? yeah. No, and of course... <laughs> minute 136? And, and, yeah. and of course it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that whole thing that I, I can't recall right now as I'm sitting here the specifics of it, but I remember that there was an uprising... And yeah. that there, and that was well. Didn't they have the right to bear arms or something? Yeah, it was yeah. like no, they didn't. no, they don't. Yeah, not they don't. the black ones. Not the black people. Yeah, they not don't. those right. guys. Those three white guys that died, probably. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, yeah. But the, not the, those ones, other the, the white guys who went and killed those guys. Yeah, they were. They Isn't were in the right. You know? I mean, uh. we think that that's crazy. I was listening to that podcast and I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, justice is something you have to claim. You cannot think that other people are going to see it the right way yep. and make the right choice like you have to make justice happen yep. that is correct yep. yeah, yeah that is some it's like a right, right you have to claim how do you claim justice yeah you have to use force well there's a lot of majority and guns issue are to the it too ultimate force you know equalizer yeah yeah okay that brings us to the we I w- have we were just talking about it so is it a right to have a gun you're yes. you're making a case for one right now. I am. I think, and, yeah. And I and I see. I think that you the, can make a case for one too. I think it's very important that that right exists. Yeah. That right, like any right, can also be abused. Sure. We give. We grant that people should have a a right to self defense. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean you have the right to go kill somebody, as I said right, in my, right. my earlier podcast. doesn't mean you just get to go walk around whacking people. Um, the presence of guns makes it easier to do that. Yeah, like by a lot. By, oh, a, yeah. by a tremendous fact. <laughs> I got into a funny conversation with one of my cousins who's very right-wing and very gun-positive, although he's not like a gun. You, I don't see him shooting that often, and he doesn't hunt that often. Anyway, you can regulate it all you want but people are still going to kill. And it's like, okay, isn't that sort of a given, first of all? So it's not like some magic point. It seems to me to be a thing of just coming and breaking up all the toys and walking away. Well, well, they take this kind of... of Yeah, it's childish, but they take that kind of dogma and then they say, well, if people are going to kill, they could just as easily have gone into wherever, Sandy Hook, and killed all those kids with a knife. Like, they actually back themselves into this weird corner Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, 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 hold on. Guns are the best way to kill people, hands down. If you had to kill somebody with your bare hands or a gun, which would you choose? Well, I think I've had people actually argue that to me that it's just as easy to kill people with a knife. Okay, well, like, that's come on, just not no, true. That's <laughs> fucking dogma. I mean, that's how you know that that side has a problem. 
right? Well, I have me, to. I can't have that perspective. I have to walk back from that and find something in the middle. So right before we started talking, I mentioned um, that I sort of laid out a landscape. And on one side, there's everybody has a gun, which seems like some of the things that I hear from the right. I don't know if you guys hear the same things, but sometimes there's a, a person with a loud voice and maybe a small group of people behind them that says something like that. And when you get a little rah-rah mm-hmm. on Twitter or whatever. Um, but then on the other side, there's nobody has any guns. And I've also heard that sort of narrative or it seems mm-hmm. like that is something that the left is pushing at least on its extremes i think there's plenty of mm-hmm. people in the middle um but these I, aren't i seriously considered that argument yeah but these aren't just like things that nobody's ever thought of we're not just pulling this out of the thin air so sure. but we are although there's nobody arguing seriously for either one of those positions nobody's taking them seriously the people that aren't yeah i mean no, I, they I don't might know be a single person who is arguing all guns or no guns that those that's just defining the spectrum but sure okay yeah so one side no guns one side all guns yep do you guys have a preference for which direction we go in i recognize we're not on either end of the mm-hmm. spectrum we're somewhere in the middle but which preference do you guys just think I mean, we should move in I'd say less guns, so but not all guns go away, you know. I mean, obviously the police and military and everything should have guns, but, you know, and responsible gun owners. I just want there to be more regulation for people that are not responsible people and shouldn't have those weapons in their possession, you know. People so, that commit domestic violence should not have guns. Right. But you would say less guns. Yeah. Would you have a direction? More guns or less guns? It's a conflicting thing for me. Yeah, me too. Because um, context is everything for me when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, as a thought experiment, my ideal world would be a world that didn't have any guns in it. Yeah, me too. That world is never going to exist. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no. kind of just in the realm of thought experiment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. In either of your cases, or, or sorry, both of your cases... Is there something specifically that props up that idea, like less guns would be better because, or no guns in your in the case of your statement would be ideal because? Is there well, something that would really remove people's ability to so easily do violence on yeah. against one another? Okay, so yeah. this is a violence-driven right, sure. right. people on people murder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think on just sort of a side note before we come back to guns because there's other stuff I want to talk about that we're getting to a point in society where we're needing guns less and less to keep people civil? Um, I guess it does seem to deter it statistically, so we can we can rest a. I think yeah. I think we're pretty. I think we're on pretty safe ground that yeah. you know uh, law enforcement, you know having having access to those things, uh, not even necessarily brandishing them in public. I mean, the British police, for example, don't walk around loaded for bear, so mm-hmm. to speak, but they do have access. If they sure, need to, yeah. they, can, they can produce it. So law enforcement, you know, has its symbology. That, that symbology is important to keep order. And so that's a necessary, I think it's a necessary component because we're... <laughs> pretty nuts man <laughs> yeah i don't think we've i don't think we've really conquered that side of ourselves yeah. oh we have, we have not. not i don't think we're there our no, we have not. so to get back to what could we do do you guys think what do you think would be a really effective i don't know if it would be legislation or if it would be like a social change that happens from just people in general not necessarily the government 
but what can we do to move in the direction that you see us wanting to go? Like less guns in your case and potentially no guns in your case. Is there anything that... Uh, well, no. There, there isn't anywhere we're going to go where that's going to happen. Well, what hmm. would you, do you... Can you think of anything? Any kind of policy or any kind of anything that we could change to get us in the direction that you want to go? Sure, we can implement the Australia solution, but right. that's not going to happen in the United States. No, no. Well, what is the but Australia solution? To your understanding. Yeah, they, they did a buyback, buyback right? Yeah. So they, yeah, they, they it was collected, a mandatory buyback. It was mandatory, yeah. yeah okay. They collected up all the guns. And so, if, you, if you're a farmer or a person who lives out in the outback where you literally are... You know, yeah, you're going to have animals coming around, yeah. <laughs> right? Because Australian outback's a real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, then you have rifles or you have guns. I mean, hardly anybody has a handgun in Australia, other than, like, say, private security or, or law enforcement. But um, that kind of a solution certainly will work to bring down gun violence. It'll bring down suicide by gun sure. rates. It'll bring down gang gun rates. It'll bring down all of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're just removing guns from the environment. So when, when the right screams, they're coming to take our guns, is that what they're worried about? They're, they're looking exactly at Australia oh, yeah. and they're like, yes. we're going to do that do, if yeah. we don't make a stand. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's where that fervor comes from. Absolutely. That's where that frothiness oh, yeah. comes from. my cold, from. dead hands. Yeah, right. exactly. I get that then from their perspective. Like, oh, I understand yeah. why they're so upset. I don't know, though, if, if, okay, let's say I was a gun owner, right? I'm not yet, but let's say I was. And you're saying in Australia, the only people that have guns are the ones that really need them to protect themselves from wildlife and maybe each other. It's heavily regulated there. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to have a gun. Mm -hmm. No. I wouldn't be able to go hunting. Let's <laughs> say for this experiment that they do. Okay. Right. I mean, I, th I, think they're, I think they have some hunting. They must be able to go hunting. I mean, yeah. There's kangaroos everywhere. You, people want to shoot them. Well, yeah, but again, if you're, you have to register as a hunter sort of thing. Let me, let me sure, sure. You have to do that here. Mm. They're worried about that. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what a lot of us lefty. I wouldn't. I think I would be okay with that. Just doing the Australia solution. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I'd be okay with that. And then go hunting, like yeah, on a, yeah. on some kind of you know used gun or whatever. Or maybe I have a gun at a bank somewhere, you know, like hmm. a gun bank. Yeah. So it's my gun, and when I go hunting, I use it. Yeah. But I don't get to hold on to it. Yeah, you I don't, don't know get if that's to keep it in your do. house or carry it around with you when yeah. you're at the mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do that. I can't. I can't be that guy. Yeah. I think I would be okay with that. So, okay, so are we adding some kind of fuel to this right fire, the right-wing fire, right? Like, we're talking about it sensibly, mm -hmm. and that's actually a sensible solution to take everybody's guns. I so, mean, it is, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Because I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, is that what I'm actually wanting? Hmm. So is their narrative about my, am I an extremist now? I think right. they would think that, yeah. Have we just talked ourselves into being extremists? <laughs> <laughs> From their perspective, From their right? perspective, I think so. They're like, oh, my God. They want to take our guns. Mm -hmm. Well, I do. I do want to take their guns. I think I just talked myself into it. Because for a second, I was like, you know, you, you were saying, I don't know if I would want to take away all guns. Because what about this? Well, I, I, used to ha I used to have that same position. And, that's, and when I did my first podcast, I, I thought about that when I... I, when I Talked with Ruth about it after some mass shootings had happened. Our reactions were always, you know, this sort of ashen-faced, oh, my God, this is crazy. we got to get this under control, and we need regulations to get the guns to keep them out of the hands of these people. But once you start digging into the details of this argument and you really start looking at the practicalities of what that would require, 
um, there is no other word for it except draconian. I mean, and I don't want to live in a draconian society mm-hmm. where sure. where rights are prohibited to that degree. So I look at it as a. I, I have changed my views about this once I kind of got out of the emotional freak out of the terror and horror of of what a mass shooting looks like. And, sure. You know, that that is not to say that I'm okay with those things happening. No. But the degree of regulation necessary to prevent something like that with 100% effectiveness means that you have to remove all guns from society because we do not have and are decades away, as far as I can tell, unless there's some breakthrough, from from being in a place where we're going to be able to test somebody to tell whether they have sociopathic, right, right, right. you know, some kind of brain scan or about, you know, yeah, yeah, these kind of uh, tendencies or, you know, desires to, you know, commit violence. And and when the crucial moment comes, they're not going to be able to stop themselves. Yeah, it is a reactive everything. Everything we're talking about has mm-hmm. to be reactive because exactly. we can't see what's going to happen in the future. But so think- so it, it makes more sense. I'm sorry. I'll, okay. Uh, it makes more sense to allow people the right to defend themselves. I was going to say, I think there's some people, though, that, you know, if they do certain crimes or whatever, you can go, okay, you don't get a gun anymore, you know? And I agree with that. Like, that's preventative. That's right. We do take that right. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not over in the area of, okay, well, everybody gets a gun. No, I get it. Because that's just as whack, right? Mm. I mean, of course there are people, you know... Um, I I think convicted felons. Mm-hmm. I think that certainly violent you know, felons. Yeah. Violent felons certainly, right? I mean, I think this three strikes thing, and you know, you got caught with pot three times, and now you're in jail for ten years. When you get out, I'm not. I don't want that guy to not be able to defend himself. Right, right. A violent felon who you know just did a rap for you know rape and murder. Yeah, that guy nowhere goes. To, sorry, yeah, you just lost that right. I'm yeah. Yeah. sorry, bud. That that's the that's the consequences of your actions. Yeah, yeah. You can have changed. Can't be trusted. You can be a great person now. Uh, you can be a fully rehabilitated person. I don't give a shit. You ain't getting mm-hmm. a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you've proven already in your life that you know that until our science moves forward to the to the to the certainty that this person will not, you know, right. Yeah. Re- recommit. Yeah, yeah, we have a long right. way to go. We got a long oh, way to yeah. go on that. So, uh, you know, so, so, you know, so does your right to be safe prohibit my right to defend myself well, from bad guys? Let's, let's, yeah, let's, know. let's lay it out a little bit. I want to see if I can articulate this a little. So, so essentially, you're saying that the right to defend yourself supersedes the right for people to not worry about being robbed or raped, or killed at gunpoint. In other words, we're comfortable with the collateral damage that the right to protect yourself with a gun entails. I'm not totally sure I'm okay with that. That is, to me, the problem. That's the crux of the issue. That's what I want to try to figure out where I stand. There's two rights in conflict here. They're not necessarily in conflict. No? Right? Your right to safety or safe life or your right to life sure is not in necessarily uh except in certain specific circumstances is not is not impinged upon by my right to own a weapon Mm -hmm. uh right to own and bear arms and protect myself with said arms right if you 
certain context, for example, right? Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk in these big, broad things. You have a right to life. That life, that right always exists. If you attack me with a butcher's knife or a gun or a sword or anything, I have to now defend myself. My right to my life means I have to impinge on, to some degree, your right to your life. Because you're trying to, you're, you started it. You're trying to take my life away from me. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you're threatening my life in some fashion. So my only retaliation might be to end your life. So is that a bad thing if I, I do that? It's making me think maybe I'm not a take all the guns away guy anymore. Well, this is the position I used to be in. Because I would kind of like to have a gun if somebody's going to kill me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have that right. That's right. And you realize yeah. when you start thinking the thought through, wait a minute, if I'm saying nobody can have guns, that means I can't. Mm-hmm. And I know full well, yeah. I ha- you know, in the real world, there are people out there who are going to have guns no matter who says they can't. E- even right, if they're right. not. There are people that are going to try to kill other people. Well, or yeah. potentially those, me. That's right. right? Some yeah. of those mm-hmm. people with those guns. Even with a knife or whatever. I still want a gun. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. going to come around. Fuck that guy. And they I'm might mug you. They might. These things happen to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, statistically speaking, it doesn't happen to a lot, but it happens. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is sort of anecdotal, but most of the gun owners I've known, except for maybe one, have been very responsible and they don't, you know, they keep their bullets separate from their guns and they keep them locked up and that kind of thing, you know, I've only known like one guy that was an idiot about it, so I think, yeah. I wish know, I only knew one idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. Me too. You know. You know, the guys on the left go, well, all the mistake that gets made is, well, all gun owners are wrong. Mm-hmm. All guns are bad. That's the tool or it's the this or it's that. I have been there. I have been in that headspace many, many times. Mm-hmm. I have railed emotionally, you know, that this is wrong. We shouldn't have this. We should take them all away. The Australia solution. You know, I have said that. Yeah, me too. Well, we but, just kept uh, on saying it. We were like, yeah, but upon further reflection and a lot of thought about this and a lot of education of myself about it, I've come to, I've changed my mind about that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there could be, if you did take all the guns away, there could be sort of a positive feedback loop in that the murderers that we agree everybody's going to, there's going to be murderers, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as easy for them to murder and maybe less murderers because it's not so easy anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There's a barrier to entry of being a murderer. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the activity would happen less. So that kind of sways me back a little bit. Like, is it worth it to get rid of like a certain percentage of murderers? I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very conjectural, stuck, right? you know, because yeah. you can always pick up a rock and just bean somebody. Well, you and you, yeah, but you get so you get stuck in that weird place where it's like, well, I want one for me. But I don't want any of you guys yeah, having yeah. any. Yeah, right? like, Nobody else gets one. Yeah, that's, it's that's, just one gun. That's right. It's mine. That's right. I noticed while editing this podcast that I go back and forth quite a bit during these conversations. And I just don't want anybody to think that I'm being hypocritical. Uh, I'm doing this on purpose in an attempt to consider both sides of the argument and determine which values are in conflict and then further determine which values most important to me. Now, after making this podcast and listening to it, and reworking the arguments in my head and listening to them, I think the final decision that I would come to is that I recognize that we have a right to defend ourselves. And with that right comes the right to bear arms. 
And with that right comes a lot of collateral damage. At this point in our society's domestication, I feel comfortable enough not to have a firearm and still feel safe. I recognize that that may change. Maybe I'll receive a death threat, for instance, and then maybe I would want a firearm. But at this point right now, I feel safe enough to not have to have a firearm. Let me say it this way. Ultimately, I choose to take guns away from the general public because I value the lives of the citizens more. And when I say the lives of the citizens, I mean the collateral damage that we see having guns in our communities in, in the way that they are today. I do understand that there are going to be victims, no matter what we do, but I think there are needlessly more victims than there would be if we didn't have any guns. Now, I understand that no matter what, people are going to kill themselves or going to kill other people, but I think guns exacerbate this tendency in us. And I would be more interested in seeing how those numbers would change without guns. I think that crimes will become harder to commit in the absence of guns, and the evidence suggests that more guns cause more problems than less guns. Maybe I'm giving mankind and specifically the United States population a little too much leeway or I'm giving them a little too much. But in my experience and from what I've seen, generally, I think we're much better off than we ever have been. And I think that if we charted a specific path forward in unison, if we could, if we could get enough people to create a movement of anti-violence, I think we would get somewhere. I think we might get somewhere really wonderful. 